Hey friends, welcome to the Glow Getters Podcast. My name's Kayla Fahey Arndt, but you can call me KFA because nobody can say that last name. I teach and inspire leaders to step into their power, productive selves, and unlock their fullest potential. I'm a multi-passionate creative and scientist who climbed to the top of the healthcare leadership ladder by age 28, making six figures as a manager. I share what I've learned that I wish I knew when I landed my first leadership role at age 25. You can find more from me on my Patreon site at patreon.com slash KFA Glowgetters. Okay, now on to the show. Hey, Coffee with Kayla podcast listeners. I'm so excited for you to join me this week. This week's episode is on going slow to move fast. I'm going to be sharing some tips for you for when you're starting out with a new area or managing a new section of your organization and how to really build trust with your team so that when you're ready, you can move quickly to make change happen. All right, let's get started. So one of the big secrets to leadership is to not make big changes too quickly. So let me set the stage for you. As a new leader of your area, even if you've been with the same organization or even part of the same group you're now leading, you should not make any big changes with your team too quickly. No one likes the new person coming into their community and telling them what to do, right? So your goal is to gain trust with your team and enough knowledge to make meaningful impact down the road with ease. This is going to make your job so much easier in the long run, okay? So I know it's really exciting to step into a new role with your big ideas list. Yeah, you bet I have one of those in every for every area I manage. But when you first start with your team, the first few months should be spent doing two things, learning and observing. So learning and observing will help you identify what's going well for your team and what problems they have or maybe where there's room for improvement. It's also going to help you learn about everyone on your team and identify their culture or even their political climate. So as a director, manager, supervisor, whatever kind of leader you are, you're going to want to have a pulse on everyone's strengths and spots where they have opportunities for growth. That way you can ensure you use people's strengths in the future when trying to move a project forward, for example. You'll also want to make note of how you think you might develop your team members or how they can develop each other. In terms of the culture or political climate, this means you'll want to know how people play nice with each other, what kind of drama there is, who are the people they influence, who are the people with influence, how does your area work with other departments. So you'll want to learn the unwritten rules your team follows to become one of them, but also you may need to know this information to open up your team's eyes later on. So that brings me to the question I had when I was first told, go slow to move fast. What am I going to do? I thought to myself. Now, don't get me wrong, as a supervisor and leader in my organization, I always had a list of to-dos, and every day I'd go down the list, complete a task, and check it off. If I could, I'd have a Meredith and Christina dance party right at my desk every time, and I'd likely have my own theme song blasting, boom, another one bites the dust, like, love making lists and checking things off. But, this is not how a manager's job works most of the time. 
A manager or director makes things happen through others. You are a leader of leaders. You don't get to create operations or workflows in the same way you did before as a supervisor. So my world changed. I realized I was going to have to learn as much as I could about people to learn how to make changes through others. So here's some tactical information you can use to structure your learning and observing. So first things first, Gemba. That's spelled G-E-M as in Mary, B as in boy, A. Gemba. In Japanese, this word means the real place. So Gemba is a lean term, and if you're not familiar with lean, lean has two major guiding principles. It means continuous improvement and respect for people. So the organization I worked for is working towards being a lean organization. So check that out if you haven't read anything about that yet. It's very interesting. So when you do a Gemba walk, it means to go see and observe the work being done, ask why, and show respect for people and the work. So remember, this is not a time to make suggestions or improve a process. You only observe. So you'll want to spend most of your time with your teams and observing, uh, most of the time with your teams, observing and then asking questions. So I compiled a list of questions that I've gathered from different sources, and I'll make sure to reference those in the show notes for you guys. But these are some of the questions that I like to ask, and you can tweak them and make them work for um, the areas you work in and make them more conversational. But here we go. So here's just a list of questions. How did you learn to complete this task? Can you walk me through your process? Who relies on this process to be completed effectively? How does your work contribute to the overall success of the organization? How do you measure success of your process or daily work? What challenges or barriers do you have? What happens when the process breaks or when your equipment or materials are broken or unavailable? Do you see areas of waste in this process? Is there any unavoidable waste? Has the process always been this way? If you want to improve the process, how do you share those ideas? Simply ask why. And then lastly, what didn't I ask you about that I should have? So there's plenty of other questions you can ask, but that should get you started. So the questions help you seek deeper understanding about the actual work being done, how the processes change or how they're improved, if people doing the work understand how they contribute to the org, and if they feel valued. Also, if they know how they're being successful on any given day. So it's known that like if you can understand how you're contributing and if you're doing a good job every day, you'll have more engagement. And they allow you to identify any barriers or waste in the process. Plus, simply asking why can open up dialogue and lead to further information gathering. So I want to give you guys a real example of a Gemba that I recently did. So... One of the areas I manage has a completely different workflow than what I've ever done in my job when I was in more of a grassroots role, very close to the work. So right when I took my new role, I learned that the area um, worked very closely with another department in the hospital. And they worked so closely with that other department that the work my area did essentially allowed the other department to successfully treat many patients, okay? So it's a big deal. The workflows are very intertwined. And so I learned from this other department, the stakeholder department, if you will, that they're feeling like they were having trouble scheduling appointments with us. And scheduling appointments is a normal part of our workflow. It's something that happens every day. So I decided to gamble with our scheduler for a couple hours just to start learning about the process instead of, you know, getting defensive with our stakeholder or assuming our process is perfect 
or even, you know, that their perceptions reflect what's really happening. So I asked many questions and I found out that we actually have two different ways our stakeholder contacts us to schedule appointments and that process is very dependent on who's, who's calling us. So it became clear that we have multiple processes that we've allowed to happen over time um, and that's a barrier for us and for our stakeholders um, and we know we need well we think we know we need one way of scheduling because one way is working better than the other so all of this I just found out by observing and hearing the person talk and explain the different workflows um, I also learned that the schedule has to adapt hour by hour on a daily basis but barriers to this include um, you know, the number of rooms we have available, the number of staff we have at any given time, the timing of procedures. A lot of our procedures take like four to six hours. So this sparked an idea to actually track how our schedule flexes for a few weeks to get a good picture of what's currently happening. So we know this is an area for opportunity, uh, an opportunity for our improvement, but first we've got to see current state. So we didn't make any changes. We didn't do any process improvement, but we decided we needed to learn more. And during my Gemba, I believe that I've gained trust with the scheduler and the team because one, they saw me in the area and they're like, oh wow, our manager's here, that's cool. Um, and also it showed that I was there to listen and not to judge the process or the work that that person was doing. All right, so you might be thinking, Kayla, I know I need to spend time with my team and get out of my office, meet people, but how do I fit it into my schedule? And I understand, I feel like some days my calendar is all meetings. And this is really where you're gonna to have to look at your calendar and prioritize time for your team. Easier said than done, but really think about every single day, look at it on paper, calculate how many hours you have planned into your schedule. And then you need to let your team know that you are going to be available and you are going to carve out time on your schedule just for them. You don't have to say like, when are you available to meet me? It's not gonna work out. Just pick a time that works for you on your calendar. Look at your schedule and block off this time for learning or gambaing. So in a lean organization, going to Gemba every single day is normal. For example, we have huddles or stand-up meetings at the beginning of every shift, and those are good times to see and meet staff and hear kind of what's going on with the daily operations. But I understand that daily might not work for everybody based on your workflow or your calendar, so if that's not going to work, try for weekly at first. So block off an hour or two hours for team rounding if you're going to do weekly. If you're doing daily, maybe shorter times and then maybe like longer periods of time every other week. But if you're just going to start out weekly, maybe an hour or two hours and call it team rounding and let your various team members know when you'll be coming. So I think having a visible leader shows that you're invested in your team's success there's nothing great about having a leader you see and only hear from when something's wrong or when they send you an email. I think once my team gets used to having me around, I won't have to give them a heads up that I'm dropping by, but I do find planning the time at first shows you're dedicated. And when you're in a new role, well, at least for me, I found that people have a lot to tell you. <laughs> so one last thing I wanna share with you is about finding quick wins for your team. So yep, I said, you know, no big changes right away. However, part of gaining trust with your team may mean finding smaller things that can be easily remedied or remove stress from your team. So for example, 
The first time I went to Gemba with one of my areas, a couple team members came to me and told me that their Outlook email contact information had the wrong address and phone number in it. They said they tried many times to get it fixed with no luck. And to me, you know, having like a global view of the organization, this felt like such a small thing in the scheme of things, but it also felt like something I could tackle and that it was, you know, even though it wasn't going to affect the operations or patient outcomes since Outlook really wasn't how people looked up the address or phone number. But regardless, this was really important to my team and I thought, okay, if we could fix it, I could prove that I cared, that they are valued to our organization enough to have their contact information right, and that I could make things happen for our team. So I figured out how to make this change and then I shared that with them so they could fix it themselves. And within a couple of weeks of coming on board, they were so happy that their Outlook contact information was correct. So remember, it's the little things that make a big difference to people. Of course, you may also want to identify other quick wins to do that affect the bottom line or your operations for your frontline staff because to your boss or to higher up leaders, those are the more visible things that can get you noticed quickly. And so what I would do is quick note uh, keep notes of your Gemba walks and look back at them weekly for themes so you can identify patterns and that will help you decide like what things you might want to tackle first. And so what I've done and I'm trying to do this better in my schedule is schedule a reflection into your calendar as well just like you're going to schedule the Gemba walks. So maybe weekly put like 30, 15 minutes, 30 minutes on your calendar on a day where you have less meetings or you're not going to be traveling as much and just look back at your notes and write themes down and reflect about how your experience was when you visited that area and what things you might want to do going forward in the future with your teams. So in summary, here's how to go slow to move fast. Number one, don't make any big changes too quickly with your team. Allow yourself a few months. Two, learn and observe by going to Gemba. Three, schedule team rounding. And four, find quick wins for your team. Well, I've had an awesome time sharing all about going slow to move fast with you all. I know you and your teams are going to find success. Thank you all for listening, and I look forward to next time. Whoa, that went by way too fast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Glow Getters Podcast. You can get the bonus content for this podcast at my Patreon site at www.patreon.kfaglowgetters. And also you can check me out on Instagram at Kayla Fahey Arndt. All right, everyone, until next time, be a light in the world. Talk to you soon.